I always forget when people don't have headphones, they can't they hear the music the that music I'm listening to. Oh, and I'm, yeah. da- I'm dancing around and everyone's looking at me. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to another fantastic episode of Chai Spirits Guys. Uh, I am joined by Chai Spirits Guy, Stephen. Hello, Stephen. Hello. So nice to have you back. It's so exciting to be here. I've got producer Jenny here as well. Hello, producer Jenny. Hello, everyone. And then our very special guest today, you know her, you love her, back by popular demand, Kitty. Hello, Kitty. Howdy, y'all. Can we get the applause? Yeah, the applause. There it is. <laughs> we're all very excited to have you back, Kitty. I'm excited to be back. Um, now, this episode we're doing today is completely made possible by Kitty's contribution to the podcast. It was uh, about time I brought something to the table, literally true. and figuratively. <laughs> uh, yes, today we are going to be talking about Tomatin Scotch. And Kitty uh, just recently visited across the pond. Can you tell us a little bit about your time over there? Yeah. Um, I, I went over for like two and a half weeks. It was great. A friend got married. Um, but yeah, it was lovely. We started off in London and then went up to Scotland. And while we were in Scotland, I was like, well, I have to do some whiskey investigating while mm. I'm here. So did that and was like, well, I should bring something back. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was good. So thank you very much for thinking of us. You're welcome. While you're over there. We have five expressions of uh, of scotch to try today. Uh, I'll give you a little background on the uh, on the brand. Now uh, they were established in 1897, Steve. By yeah, good year. By John McDougall. <laughs> great year, 1897. Uh, sadly, closed in 1906. Yeah, so not a great run. No, <laughs> like we like. Well, you it know, doesn't bode well. In fairness to him, he has he did own a distillery nine years longer than any of us. Yeah, that's fair. So I'm know, giving that. That is, that is true. Mr. McDougall. Mm-hmm. Uh, it reopened in 1909 after being purchased by wine and spirits merchants, uh, unnamed on their website. But uh, <laughs> uh, and then it, that had, they had a lot much longer run, but closed again during the recession of 1985. That tracks like uh, 80, <laughs> yeah. like right in the mid 80s. The mm-hmm. whiskey industry, I think, was taking a pretty serious hit. Yes, globally. Mm. Yes, like that's when Seagram's bought the uh, like MGP facility in Indiana for nothing. Yeah, was and good. was cranking out bourbon for nothing that we now spend exorbitant amounts of yeah. money on. Mm-hmm. Dan, you really know your stuff. I have like bits and pieces. This is like off the dome too. You don't have anything written down that's, or that's anything. Why, that's why he's a chai spirits Dang, guy. Dang, like, I'm just, impressed. We don't just toss that title around. <laughs> <laughs> they do toss that title around. Yeah. All, all willy-nilly, you know. Willy-nilly. Um, so it, yeah, it was closed again during in 85, uh, but was purchased in 86 by two Japanese companies, as uh, at around the time, very common actually, Japanese companies were very into mm. whiskey, mm. specifically Scotch whiskey, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, because uh, Tomatin at the time was, the, I guess, the most efficient maker of of whiskey in Scotland, they were uh, kind of above the other because a lot of places closed then, but you know they were uh, a little more popular of an investment because of their efficiency, and I guess at the time they had very state of the art technology for as far as distilling goes. So got bought by then. Uh, in 2002, they changed their focus from uh, mass-producing blended whiskey to grow their uh, range of single malts, five of which we'll be trying today. So that's a really interesting mm-hmm. move that I, I yep. think really speaks to, uh, honestly, the Japanese leadership of mm. shifting gears from something that is mass-produced to a much more focused and refined product and seeing the market shift about mm. 10 years ahead of schedule, mm-hmm. like seeing the shift of like, oh, people are going to want 12-year single malt scotch 
and yep. they will have the money to buy it. Yeah. Yeah, that was some great market predictions on this. So for sure, very uh, very high level business acumen for the guys running this place. Um, and then at the same time, when they were doing that, they reduced their number of stills from twenty three to twelve, which is insane. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but they really dialed in on what they're going to make is going to be top quality. And not to say it wasn't before, but, you know, they were very efficient. They were the most efficient scotch maker for a while. Now they're focusing more on being the best, mm. you would think. Gives but, me, uh, like, Spongebob versus Poseidon vibes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If anyone gets that reference. Kitty does. Kitty, explain it to us, please. Oh, well, I, this is your podcast. I don't want to <laughs> steal your thunder. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, we're very excited to try these five expressions. Um, they have, I'm going to name them for you real quick. Uh, they're Legacy, they're 12-year-old, Cast Strength, 14-year-old, and 18-year-old. Um, so we're really looking forward to that. And then, Steve, another news before we get into that. Uh, we have started, we were just talking about this before we started recording, the this year's Fantasy Spirits Contest. And you just had maybe the greatest idea I've heard. Add more competitors? More yeah. competitors, ooh. yeah. I want to so, draft a team. Ooh, you know what? This actually is a great idea. I think after we... Uh, we we get the first like episode of our uh, contest, mm-hmm. which you may be hearing before or after this gets aired. I don't know, but uh, we should have you and Steven draft teams, okay? And then John and I can judge, okay? And then we'll we'll find a third judge, but uh, to oh, break to break, to break any ties. Oh man, I have to like, start talking shit to Steven. I like Steven. The yeah, ga- I'm also going to struggle with that, but <laughs> the, the gauntlet has been laid down. I am very excited. Awesome. Will I we know it. who we're, we're pouring for? Or will that yes. be? Okay. Well, yeah, so you're going to know beforehand. Okay. Because that would change. you and John and one other person? Yeah. yeah. And then you'll have. We'll Kitty? <laughs> I mean, I don't fully understand what's going on. I, like, I've seen that you're doing a fantasy uh, spirit. So basically, you would be a taster of, of, like, of items that we chose, but it would be blind. Like, so you just, you're just going to take two bourbons, taste them both, and, and just tell us which one you like your better. your favorite. Yep. Yeah. That's yep. all you have to do. Oh. Whoever you pick more choices from is the winner of that draft. So like it's okay. up to that them round. to yeah. serve you the best whiskey flight. But that's interesting though because it's, it's subjective. Very. So mm-hmm. uh, Parker won last year because he knows me too well. And he, <laughs> yeah. he picked Mezcal for the like mm-hmm. ringer and yeah. I love Mezcal. Ooh. He got me. Like Okay. Did I win last year? I had forgotten. Like, oh yeah, that's shocking. That much. <laughs> But I love this idea. Mm-hmm. Let's investigate this more for future episodes. I absolutely love it. Yeah. We have plenty of football season left mm-hmm. to do this during. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Just in time for the Super Bowl. I love it. Um, but yeah, first, let's uh, let's taste some whiskey. Um, first up, we got the Legacy from uh, Tomatin. But first, let's take a quick break. And we're back. So we got the Legacy. Now, Steve, this is a malt whiskey matured in a combination of bourbon barrels. and The, uh, the virgin oak can really bomb a whiskey with mm-hmm. oak mm-hmm. Uh, especially something as fragile as a single malt so i'm very curious as to see well that explains the combo then yeah you, uh, you almost couldn't do mm-hmm. exclusively virgin cask but what are you guys getting on the nose off the bat here grape yeah i was gonna I say like that a lot i was gonna say very. some sort of tea mm, yeah i like that i like the nose on this Digging it. The nose is I'm growing in, on me. Yeah, I'm enjoying smelling it. I just hope the the taste uh, backs up when I'm sniffing. Mm, I'm, I'm digging the palate so far. I have not tried this expre- really any of these expressions before, so I'm 
new to this brand. Ooh. That's kind of got almost a little kick to it for 86 proof. Though that is the I'm, first thing I've tried today. I'm wondering if, uh, yeah, that, that virgin oak is giving it a little bit more robust mm-hmm. of a flavor. It's, it's a little bit punchy. Mm. I, I would love to cocktail with this. Like, yeah. What, no. kind of, what kind of cocktail? Oh, you know me. I like can't get enough of the penicillin when it comes to scotch. It's oh. so good. Well, it's nice. nice. Way too much water. I just poured it. Almost that. like a little <laughs> bit of like jam or something. I don't know. Fruity. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I'm kind of getting like a fresh fruit on it. Okay. Um, less so than a like a berry. I get more of like a like a peach apricot peach, kind of thing. Yeah, I was gonna say peach. Oh, apricot is a, a much mm-hmm. better stone fruit. Yeah, mm. that's that's kind of what I'm getting on it. You can pick out the malt though, like. Yeah. On that finish, that For sure. just lovely cereal grain, yeah. malty goodness. I I hate to be this way, but it's just kind of like yeah, it tastes like sh- scotch to me. You know, like yeah. it's it's a nice it's a nice you know. And tune in next week for that in depth analysis. <laughs> well, no- <laughs> basic basic entry level scotch is what this tastes like to me. I think the first episode I was on, the first whiskey I tried, mm-hmm. I was like, "Yep, tastes like whiskey." That's very much a kitty note. The, the first time they asked me, also if. I like, I like what I thought. I was just like, I think it's good. Like, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we've all learned a little bit along the way here. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, this, I mean, this is their entry level one. That's why mm-hmm. it's, we tried it first. Mm-hmm. We go on their website. It's the first thing they got. Yeah. Uh, but not pretty good. I like Steve there saying uh, this would be a great cocktail scotch for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I can totally see that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, let's move on to 12 year. But first, Kitty, can you tell us a little more about your uh, your experience at the distillery? Yeah, so we went um, in August, which we didn't realize until we got there is actually their off season. Um, so we got there in the rain, obviously. This is Scotland. Yeah, it's a 78% chance. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, we got there and it's actually a really beautiful setup. It feels like an old kind of... Um, Almost like an old farm. Um, a lot of mm-hmm. big, okay. um, what look like grain stores. Um, and it's just, it's lovely. Yes. Yes. It's uh, like <laughs> near Inverness, which is where we were staying. Okay. Um, so we, from that, so we drove from Inverness to the distillery. And then from there, we drove to Loch Ness. Um, okay. Because yeah. I'd never been and I absolutely was a tourist. Um, as you should, I mean, I mean like, you should be a tourist as much as you want to be oh, a tourist. Oh, you mean like, is it hilly around Well, no, okay, yeah, or? like, yes, but also if you're going to go to the, like, if you're going to go to the Scottish Highlands, you're going to go to Loch Ness, right? Yes, like, yeah, it was, it was, it, it's in the Highlands. I mean, we stopped on the way to look at some Highland cows by the side of the road, um, but, uh, but yeah, it was really lovely. So having gone there on the off season, they were like, we can't give you a tour, but... We can like show you around. We can give you some expressions to try, and we can like show you our video of, that we show everyone else like before we do the tour. Um, yeah, yeah, very cool. I do have a pronunciation note for you, please. Apparently, it's tomatin, like tomatoes, mm-hmm. tomatin. 
Tomaten. Tomaten. Whatever it was that you were saying. Tomaten. In the future, if you could give me that heads up. At the beginning. Before we start, yeah. Now it's much better this way. Right? I wanted you to like suffer for a little bit. I have gotten some emails of late about my poor pronunciation from some of our listeners. Okay. I wish I was kidding. Oh, really? Brian, you know who you are. Brian. Be polite. But also, we appreciate the We appreciate the constructive criticism. When we're wrong, we're wrong. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, we're going to endeavor to give you the best pronunciation possible of these brands. Tomatin. Tomatin, um, yeah. Because so, I cocked it up several times, so. Do we know what kind of stills they're using? Copper. Okay. Yeah. So probably an Alembic? Don't know that. Okay. I, is that the shape? Yeah, or? it would be, it would have like a giant teardrop coming off the top of it. I don't know. I didn't see the stills. I just know that they're copper. I think they do, but I'm not I mean, that. at the very least, it's not stainless, and you can yeah. taste that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you can taste it, and honestly, you can see it in the legs. Like, Yeah. Oh, really? Wait, yeah. how can you see that in the legs? So the, like, oil that is left on the glass yeah. that runs down, you can only get those essential oils from a slow copper pot distillation. I I'm learning so much. That is really cool. Did not know that. Cheers. That's why we keep them around. Cheers. Yeah. And to tell you a little bit about what's in your glass, Kitty. Oh, please do. That is a 12-year tomatin, uh, matured in a combo of bourbon and sherry casks. And those sherry casks are ex-Spanish sherry. My first note on the nose is apple. Uh, Ooh, yeah. Comes in yeah. again at 86 proof. You can get this at your local Chicago liquor store for around 43 bucks. That's very reasonable mm-hmm. for a 12 like year. It. it smells like Christmas cake. Yeah. And a, a, like a rich, that, like, fruited. Yeah. I get some raspberry on there. Like definitely that, Ooh, uh, that sherry yeah. influence. Mm-hmm. Sherry comes through on mm-hmm. the nose. Mm-hmm. Again, very much enjoying the nose. Oh, that smells so good. The palate's pretty good too, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like it got a little bit more smoke on this one. Really? No, I didn't really get. Well, I'm not saying you didn't. I just I didn't didn't quite get that. I got a hint of like milk chocolate. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I get that. And mm-hmm. um, and I still get a little bit of that fruit. It's not quite as pronounced as as it was on the nose, but I still get a little bit of that red fruit. Mm, I definitely get a lot of that. Maybe a raspberry. A raspberry on the finish, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Chocolate covered strawberry. Mm-hmm. <gasps> I love that note. Yeah. I mean, I took all of like the, all, all of your guys' notes and I put them together <laughs> put into my own. <laughs> Nailed so it. I, yeah. Nice job. Thank you. That is something I could sip on. Mm, I would same. not cocktail with that. That <laughs> that would not be cool. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's low enough price you could, but yeah, I wouldn't. The uh, this is a nice sipper. I mean, mm. you can do anything with lots of things. I saw someone make mimosas with Vuv the other day, and it made me want to cry. What? Hey, listen, I get hey, it. A, Vuv is too citric to add to anything more citricy. That's A, but B, it also costs oh. too much. Right. To, mm-hmm. to mix it with. Yeah, you can oh accomplish that with, pros- with Prosecco. But you just should have smacked that out of the hands. Oh, or, no. Or, I or like nice Cava in this house, by the way. Mm. Love a Cava mimosa. That's where it's at. It's not a bad choice. Mm-hmm. Spinning back to scotch, this is fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like 40, it, yeah. 45, yeah. mid-40s, like that is. That's not bad. That could be a go-to for me to keep on the back bar, for, especially yeah. now that it's getting cold. Yeah. Yeah, very reasonable. Yeah, definitely more of like a colder weather sipper, sipper. for me, yeah. Next to a, fi- I can imagine mm-hmm. you next to a fireplace. Oh. 
with like the scotch and a pipe. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. like yeah, like like burgundy leather chair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. Huge back to that chair. <laughs> Absolutely. It is the most impressive chair you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. No, I, I like that scotch. Uh, I do really like that. That is that is tickling my fancy. So next up, this is actually the highest proof we're going to try. Woo! Oh, I should. Um, it's not this. spring break, Jenny. <laughs> Um, Not with that attitude. <laughs> it's like, let me be excited. No, um, this is their cast strength expression. Uh, it's aged in first fill whiskey barrels, a combo of uh, bourbon and cherry casks. Um, Oloroso cherry cask this time, though. So very specifically, the uh, the good stuff comes in at 114 proof. I'm curious, do you guys get on the nose the extra proof? I don't. No, I don't know that I do. That I, smells very similar to the last holy one. Holy buckets, me. not at all. That yeah. is a, that is that means this is good. <laughs> it reminds me of um like the nose of a bourbon kind of. Even with more, some at least more so than the other two. Yeah. It doesn't like clout the glass with ethanol. Mm, yeah. Just smells it smells like the expression we just had turned up to eleven. It does. Mm-hmm. Woo. I yeah. Get, I get maybe a hint of herbal tea on there too. The get more of that honey. And you get that in the mouth too, I think. Oh like a little gosh. bit more sugariness. At syrupy. It is almost sweeter, but yeah. I think it's it is just it's more viscous. Ooh. Like it has yeah, it more is. to it. It's thicker, for sure. Um I'm gonna go back to that chocolate note, actually. I get that. I definitely get that honey you were talking about. Mm-hmm. I get mm-hmm. less red fruit though this time. Yeah, I feel, I, feel same. Like, I feel like the honey has overtaken the red fruit in this. And not in a bad way, just very much very prominent. That's dangerous because that does yeah. not taste like 114 proof. It doesn't. That's very smooth. A drop of water mm. and that yeah, is... Yeah, open up. It, like, I could hurt myself with that. With just like, just a little bit of water to open it up, it becomes very sippable. Oh, man, that's... I put too much water, but that's okay. That's like Pikachu going to Raichu right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a big deal. That's amazing. Are, are you more of a Charmander Charizard? Girl? I know. I get Pikachu, Raichu. Okay. I, I, I mean, yeah. Charizard was always my starter, and then I don't know. Pikachu came in. You, you can't not choose Pikachu, but so either of those work. But I'm totally is, out on this conversation. I respect. You were never a Pokemon person. No. Sorry, guys. I, I mean, you guys continue. Cause cause like, Aww. I'm a hippie, but yeah, that's cute. <laughs> I mean, I was always a big um, Jigglypuff fan if you're playing Super Smash Brothers Melee. Uh, yeah, that's because <laughs> Jigglypuff is fucking terrifying. No, yeah. let me say, just say all Pokemon in the Pokemon mm. universe are terrifying. Well, I've, I've long had the idea of making a movie where this, like explorers find a planet populated with wild Pokemon. Mm. And they're murdered? And, and it's a horror movie, yeah. Steven. <laughs> it's, yes. They're terrifying. It's like Predator. It's yeah. exactly what it is. Kitty, thank you. It's Predator. It's You literally have this team. You can have the exact, like the modern day version of the Predator team. Land on this planet and, and just one get by shredded one. by a Venusaur. Yeah. yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Wait, no, like a combination of Predator and Jurassic Park. Yeah, like Basically, they try yeah. and turn it into some kind of amusement park, and then it all goes wrong. Oh my god, I really want to see this right? film. <laughs> right, and like at the end of it, like one guy's gonna live, and he's like, we we can never go back to this planet. But of course, the corporate overlords are gonna yeah. try to harness yeah. this stuff. From, and I mean, it's really the whole. You know, we're not gonna get any enslavement of Pokemon right mm. now. Not on this podcast. Not today. Not. That's another podcast. That's another the, podcast. Uh, but moving on, that was a delightful uh, Man, I'm saying <laughs> that's really good. It's, yeah. 
If you're listening, don't steal my idea for that movie. I've had that idea for like 10 years. <laughs> TM, TM, TM. Mm-hmm. Copyright, copyright. Mm-hmm. Um, did you, I know you said that the 12 year old you could get for like 43 bucks. Yep. Can you purchase these here? I, I haven't looked to see if you can pick up any Tomatin. Uh, so some of them are available the sp- sporadically. Okay. Um, I know the 12 year old is. There's a couple other expressions. I'd have to look to see um, which of these are currently available. Yeah. But I think they um, sporadically are available. The prices I'm a little less sure of. Yeah. Now, these next two I'm even more intrigued by because they're ones that I made notes on because I tried them at the distillery. Nice. So I'm... You're, you're, you're like, prepared. I'm kind of prepared, but what if my notes don't back up what I taste now? Well, that, Like, what if there is a change? Listen, times change. Like, you might have been very... Fair amount of whiskey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Or I guess if in Scotland, would they say properly? Uh, they, oh, either they'd say whatever. Um... But yeah, thankfully, I feel terrible. Tessa, if you're listening, thank you so much for driving us around the <laughs> islands and not being able to partake in the whiskey drinking because you are a designated driver. Rock star. Yeah, mm-hmm. truly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of driving and a lot of watching us get drunk. So props to you, Tessa. <laughs> That's fantastic. All right, so we got the 14-year-old expression from Tomatin. Tomatin. Uh, thank you, Tomatin. <laughs> Tomatin. Tomatin. Just think tomatoes when you I, say it. I'm trying to. Tomato. Tomatin. Tomatin. Uh, matured in a combo of bourbon and port casks. Port comes through on the nose. Yeah, um, it's quite sweet on the nose. The port casks they use were Tony port casks that held port for 50 years, Steve. Yeah, that explains so they, big boys, too. That this lineup got. Oh. So that's, you know, that's one person's opinion, but I do at least listen to a distiller uh, rating. I'll read it, but... That nose is fantastic, by the way. All reviews are subjective. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, right? That's... If I I could get a candle. Yeah. Smelled like that. You'd make millions. Yeah. And between that and the Pokemon film idea, you'd be a billionaire. We're set for life. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, you definitely get the, the port on the nose there. Yeah, it, <clears throat> red wine on the nose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's nice. On the palate, what are you guys getting first impression? I'm working on it. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's quite light. It is. But it's that's fine. not to say there's no taste. It's very light, but I do immediately jump back into that malted barley cereal grains mm-hmm. malto meal for sure i get that up definitely i get a little more i mean obviously not surprisingly i get more dark fruit on this mm-hmm. like like black cherry oh like, blackberry. like blackberry or like a black cherry i think of like a luxardo cherry if you have that um mm-hmm. in your wheelhouse yeah kind of reminds me of that of like a darker cherry chocolate covered cherry to go to jenny's <laughs> oh, <comment>. no. <laughs> Actually, I but more dark chocolate. I don't hate the idea of chocolate on this. Yeah, yeah, cacao. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of the notes I made on this, I'm like previously when I tried it at the distillery, like I'm kind of disagreeing with. But I what? did write in there beety, like a bit of beetroot. Mm. But like, I mean, beets are kind of sweet, right? So like, maybe a little bit of that. We have on this podcast tried a beet rum. Yeah, it was pretty. good. Oh my god, that mm-hmm. sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They make it in Montana. Uh, I didn't realize this until we went to this distillery. They grow a lot of beets in Montana. 
No, I didn't know that. Either. Sugar beets, yeah. It's like yeah. The, a lot of beets. It's like the huh. biggest producer of beets in the country. I had no idea. So because they have so many, they they use these to make. It's not technically rum because it's not made from molasses or sugar cane, right? But like rum from the sugar from right. the beets, yeah. They have a lot of sugar in them. Yeah. So, uh, pretty cool. I want to try that. That sounds yeah. great. Next time we're in Montana, we get some more of that. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're out. I yeah. do really enjoy that. That is, that is classic high-end scotch, right? Like if someone was like, I want to drink fancy scotch, I would pour them a glass of yeah. that and be like, this is it. And it's because it's not inoffensive. There's nothing too overpowering about it that would put someone off necessarily right. that wasn't a big whiskey drinker. I think what I'd put this up against, um, I feel like you put this up against like a Balvenny 14 year, the Caribbean cask, which I'm on record really liking. It's very different because of the different cask finishes, but I would say this is on par with that. Um, it gives, I get vibes of the uh, Glenn Levitt port cask. Oh, sure. I don't think I've had that. It's, um, it's very similar. Um, yeah, the port. The port, I'm sure, is the yeah the, the driving factor. Common denominator. There you go. Mm. Great stuff. But I I have good news for you you all. Our last expression today is the 18 year tomatin. Whoa, how old? Old enough to drink in some places. <laughs> definitely <laughs> where old, it's from. Definitely old enough to go to war. Yeah, old enough to fuck. Well, I mean, you know what? You're right, Leave Steve. It. That look you just gave me was right. <laughs> Leave it alone. We're going to move right along. We're going to keep these. going to keep the bus rolling. Keep this party going. Keep it moving. <laughs> I'm loving the classic uh, aging, like matured in traditional. It says oak cast, so I assume used bourbon and then finished again in Oloroso sherry. That is like. The scotch pedigree, right? If you want to make high-end scotch, mm -hmm. that is the process. Very exciting. That's awesome. And while we're talking about casks, uh, the they have an in-house Cooper there. Whoa! Um, so they have their That's own Cooper called That's Bart. That's a really big deal. Um, and it's very much a family affair. So Bart is the Cooper, and then his dad does the forklifting, and his mom works in the office. So they all work in that. But yeah, to have their own Cooper, I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's actually kind of a big deal. Yeah, and the and like a lot of their stuff is local. So the the barley is um, it's steeped off site, but it's from Inverness. Um, that's really cool. So yeah. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's the because like Kitty bringing the fun facts, right? <laughs> the in-house Cooper was my favorite bit because that was something while we were watching the video. I was like, they seem to be making a big fact a big important thing about the fact that it's all like local stuff. And I was like, well, I wonder if they have a Bart and apparently they do. Mm -hmm. Bart. That's yeah. awesome. Great name. That is super rad. We, we're a big yeah. fan of Coopers. I know one of our uh, listeners is a Cooper out in Hawaii. So. Oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. A Hawaiian Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we're a big fan of Coopers out there. So keep up the good work, guys. Yeah. You make all this possible. You really do. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of work. So this 18-year-old uh, Tomatin is uh, matured in traditional oak casks, finished with Oloroso sherry butts. <laughs> See, comes in. That's right. <laughs> comes in at ninety proof. There's a there's a few distilleries that are doing this, and I'm absolutely loving it. And it makes sense that they have an in-house cooper because what that means is like 
the barrel, the staves, are we're talking ex-bourbon, mm-hmm. that are then transplanted yep. with sherry butts on either end. Like, we're talking transmorphers barrel? Let's yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> what are you getting on the nose, Jenny? Um, I'm thinking maybe a little bit. I feel like I'm saying a lot of the same things um, on this podcast, but... Maybe like some apricot or apple on the nose. Ooh, definitely the apple. Yeah. Smells like an apple pie. Yeah. Almost. I can see like some um, a red apple though, not a green apple. Red apple. Yeah, not a green apple. Mm-hmm. Steve seems very contemplative over there. Toffee? Yeah. yeah. Toffee or like caramel something. Or, or it's like, car- a, heath, like, it's like a, a heath caramel. Bar. Yeah. Heath bar, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, let's dig right in, guys. Oh, my gosh. 18 years, tomato. Whoa. Steve's reaction was one of uh, great enjoyment. That is different than the nose. It is. Mm -hmm. That is. It really is. Silky smooth. Mm -hmm. It's got a a richness to it that I was not expecting. Mm. I was, my first thought was maple maple syrup. Oh, that's a really good call. Mm -hmm. That is delightful. That is so good. It's <laughs> like, got some depth to it, though. So good. It does. It, like, I get the sweetness, like, maple on, like, the tip of my tongue, but, mm. like, it really goes through a full journey before the finish, which is, again, that, like, just ever so sweet but yet bitter stone fruit, apricot, mm. raisin. Ooh, raisin. That's a good shout. I might get a touch, not a lot, of cinnamon. Mm. I definitely get a bit of the baking spices. Yeah, just, yeah. A, just a little bit. It's not a lot. And I wonder how much of that carries through from, like you were saying, like the apple, the... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. This is so good. I get a little licorice on it. It's a weird note for me, but... It's not necessarily weird. I hate licorice, mm-hmm. so... But I really like this. Like, I think mm-hmm. of all of them... This is the one that I would sit by the fire. Yeah. It, like, um, if I had to choose. Yeah. This is the one. No, I agree. The The flavors, like, dance around on your tongue. They really do. Yeah. Spice, though. And is change. It, is it cinnamon? Like, I'm get, there's definitely some spice there. I'm trying it, to... It might not be cinnamon, something, it, but it's something like that. Is it black pepper? Mm. All spice. All spice. Cardamom? Yeah. Mm. Ooh. Cardamom. That's... That's not bad. That's not a bad call. One of my favorite teas. Mm. It's cardamom. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Served hot. Hot. That's really Just like Jean Luc likes it. But only afternoon. People who drink Earl Grey in the morning are weird. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's an afternoon tea. I mean, it is, but I'll drink it. Yeah, no. It, it, it's too right? much for the morning. No, you're right. You're right. As it, someone that knows tea. And for more, right. more of Stephen explaining to a British person how to drink tea. <laughs> Out Listen of, to more episodes of our podcast. Out of all the people here, I might be the only one who has like just the littlest of leg to stand on. Oh, really? I, Why is that? Uh, I only drink like loose leaf tea. I have an electric kettle. Like, oh, real. Oh, I was going to ask a brand, but heck, no one's sponsoring us. Yeah, no. From and, the tea world, I'm um, sure. Not yet. Yes. yet. Uh, the Coffee and Tea Exchange on Belmont Avenue in Chicago. They're great. Okay, I need to write this down. Do, now, do you know my guy, um, Ryan? I do not. Oh, my God. If, Ryan, if you're listening, get in touch with Steven. Right? Mm-hmm. Big, big tea guy. He used to work with me uh, way back when. 
big tea guy. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so, so it sounds like you guys really like the 18 year. What was everyone's favorite? Real, real quick, go around the, around the room here. Uh, so I'm really hung up between the cask strength and the 18. Okay. I, I think I could get more use out of the cask strength. Mm-hmm. Like I could play around with it, but that eight, I got to say the 18 because it is just, no, hey. I could sip that no forever. problem. Kitty, your thoughts? Same with me. I, I mean, in as far as I think the 18 year old is one is the one for me interestingly again the notes from the distillery i put strong woody and then eucalyptus or menthol mm. but i'm not getting that now so i must it must have just been that it was like first thing in the morning right, i was gonna say are you sure you weren't talking about brad after he smoked his menthol cigarette oh strong and woody <laughs> menthol yeah mm-hmm. good point mm-hmm. yeah uh jenny what was your favorite yeah i gotta i gotta stick with the 18 year as well the complexity is just so cool um, again, similarly honorable mention to the cask strength. And I, I mean, being not that much of a s- scotch drinker, I think the cask strength, um, probably plays to what I like a little bit more, um, cause it was a little bit closer to the bourbon side. Very cool. Um, I'm going a different direction. I'm going the 14 year. Mm. I really dug the port cask finish. I, uh, you know, I, the, the cask strength was great. The 18 year was great. If I had to drink one, I would pick the 14-year. I think it's I could. very balanced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. I would I would be happily, happy to drink three or four glasses of that by the fire, as we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that pour a lot. Um, very cool. All right, guys. Well, great job today. I feel like uh, Tomatin uh, really showed itself well. Nailed so it. There it you, is. Thank you for that. Thank you, Kitty, for going and supplying us with these beautiful expressions i mean it would have been rude not to go uh, to <laughs> go and then like bring something back like no hang on no it would have been rude not to go without bringing something back there we go there hang it on. is i've had a lot of whiskey there she goes <laughs> it's been a long day <laughs> no great one of our fans uh dan nice yep he uh he was with wisconsin with us uh dan we love you and happy birthday buddy hope you yeah, had a good time happy birthday dan Mm-hmm. Big listener to the show. When was Dan's birthday? Um, at the time of this recording, a couple days ago. Oh, okay. Ish, a couple days ago. Um, but re- recently, but Dan, we were thinking about you, mm-hmm. and uh, keep keep on listening. Happy birthday, Dan! That's awesome. And, and thank you for telling Love my father about the podcast. Who called me and was like, "Oh yeah, Dan, tell me you had a podcast." <laughs> 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 you know? He didn't know. Well, you know, we don't talk about that sort of things because it's not Florida Gators football or civil engineering. So that's does he uh, know about your? Oh, my fantasy football podcast? He definitely does not know about that, nor would he care. But that's a football thing. It is, but nothing to do with college football, which is the kind of football So, Dan, if you could tell Parker's father about his fantasy football uh, podcast, yeah, that'd but, be great. But in fairness, though, that is a podcast for 10 people. And those like, 10 it's people, literally just so that they can talk about the pod, like their individual fantasy football league. You know uh, that you can talk about football without having to record it, right? You can have conversations without recording hey, it. Hey, hey listen, I, I understand that. It's for a bit. Also, it's 2022. Everything is a <laughs> how podcast. Do you, how do you, Everything podcast. is a podcast. <laughs> how do you feel about commitment to the bit? Mm-hmm. Uh, very strongly, yeah. actually. That's so what I, we're I doing get it. That one. I get it a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but if you like to check it out, it's called As the Legendary League Turns. <laughs> that tracks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if you want to listen to, uh, listen to commentary about somebody else's fantasy football league. Mm-hmm. Which is, as everyone knows, the most popular thing to listen to is about <laughs> other people's fantasy leagues. I mean... It, it might be a good podcast to fall asleep to. <laughs> it's and I mean that in the most loving way because you have a great voice. And I'm sure, it's, who it's do you do it with? It's literally, our, uh, Jenny does it with us and our friend Tim. 
It's literally a podcast for 10 people. If you find it, on, it's only on Spotify. If you find it on Spotify, in the description, it says, this is a podcast for 10 people. I love that. Which it is. Yeah. And if other people listen, that's great. And listen to uh, us bemoan our bad our bad drafts and bad breaks and things. It's, it's great. How is your draft doing right now? Not good. Not good. We're, uh, we're well, you know, we're. It's going to be fine. It's early yet. We're in the mix. Right? Yeah. Mix. Well early, I, I think. I think it j- just started, week, right? We're week three. There you go. Oh, at, so at, at the time of this recording, week three, yeah. this recording. Three, and how many weeks are there? About sixteen. Oh. Yeah, it depends on um, the league, but yeah. Anyway, thank you guys so much for this episode, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Please uh, email us chaispiritsguys at gmail with your great ideas, your comments, your mailbag questions, or your terrible ideas. Or yeah, we're really really bad ideas. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> follow us on Instagram at chaispiritsguys, and uh, we'll see you next time here at Chai Spirits Guys. Cheers. Yeah, no, yeah.